All right. Thank you. And joining us, we are on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo podcast where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem and how powerful that is in today's marketplace. People matter. Self-worth matters and time matters. And when all of that aligns, everything works. So this week we have Bill Jensen. Bill, are you out there with us? I am, and I'm thrilled to be here with you. Excellent. All right, Bill. Bill is coming to us from New Jersey. And I just want to kind of set it up. Who are we on the phone with today? And um, he's Mr. Simplicity. And the thing that we're going to learn about Bill Jensen today is he makes it easier to do great work. Bill helps companies and teams double their productivity and pursue their passions. He spent more than 25 years studying how work gets done. And as he likes to say, much of what he has found just absolutely horrifies him. Bill is an internationally acclaimed thought leader who is known for extremely useful content with a passion for making it easier for everyone to work smarter and not harder. I mean, right there, I think that's just captivating enough. Um, I do want to share that um, Bill Jensen is an IBM futurist, and he has conducted high-impact future work research for such firms as SAP or SAP. Bill has written eight best-selling business books, all focused on helping you um, do and be your best. And so today, Bill is with us, and we're going to talk about one of his recent books called Future Strong. So are you ready to jump in and share with us what this is all about, Bill? Let's rock and roll. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, so what's the catalyst of Future Strong? Share with us today. What does it look like out there for that? Everybody is just so overwhelmed and overworked, and we're in a disruptive environment where it's so hard to figure out. You know, Everything is changing. So how do I know what I can depend on as I build my future? And for the most part, you have to be able to depend on yourself. And I conducted thousands of interviews around the globe, Marlo, and what I discovered is that leaders who ended up what we called future strong, who were ready for just about anything at any time, always had at least five behaviors in common that they focused on that came from within and they built within their teams. So it's really about how do we manage ourselves and our behaviors and our teams when everything around us is blowing up. Mm, absolutely. Okay, so tell us, how do we do that? <laughs> I mean, that's like the magic bullet we all want to hear. I, I, I'm listening. This is amazing. Tell us how. In in 30 to 45 seconds. First, I want to play, you referred to several things about how we use each other's time. I want to refer to back to my other research and tell your listeners, you mentioned about how, how we use each other's time is important. The most important thing that you and I have to achieve on this podcast and everybody has to achieve in their day is how to create the most value in the least amount of time. And a quick lesson from my other books is the three to five rule. I want everybody to know about how to communicate to anybody at any time, anywhere. And the three to five rule is three to five seconds electronically, three to five minutes face to face. Everybody in the world right now is ADD, including all of our listeners. I know they're wonderful and you love them, but they're all ADD. So we need to be able to get to the point quickly. So the three to five seconds 
is get to the point as fast as you can. The three primary things are what do you want people to know, what do you want them to care about or feel, and what do you want them to do. Those are the primary drivers. So in three to five seconds online, get to those points if you're skimming. In three to five minutes face-to-face or in podcasts, get to those points. So that was a recap of things that are built into this work. Now, please quickly summarize your question so I can answer what you did ask. <laughs> okay. So we, uh, you know, we're focused on a new environment, and we're not getting stuck. So tell us how you have really kind of defined how we can impact how we use our time and attention. What we need to do is before we look outward, because we can't depend on systems and structures being in place around us anymore, we need to look inward. And as I said earlier, there are five core behaviors that all of us who are future strong exhibit. And the first is self-awareness, or what I call inner truths. It's really knowing who you are and what you call upon every day to stay anchored uh, so you know who you are. And what I found is, is Marlo, when I talk to people, I came up with the 80-20 rule of inner knowingness that about 80% of us think we know who we are but don't. And we've only done about 20% of the work. So the Mm -hmm. first thing is to really know yourself and uh, a greater uh, leadership guru than I uh, will ever be, one of the people that I study uh, who passed away recently, is Warren Bennis. And he wrote about something called crucible moments, that each of us has a crucible moment in our life. All great leaders go on what is called a hero's journey, and something happens to us in that journey that changes the course of our future, our thinking. Uh, It can be positive. It can be an amazing team. It can be an amazing victory. It can be birth of a child. Or it can be traumatic, you know, making your way through cancer, the death of a loved one. But something happens to all of us, usually by our early 20s, that really shapes how we think about ourselves. So when I I talk about uh, self-awareness, Marlo, it's not just like, uh, granola crunchy time, you know, sit and think about, meditate on the world. It really is about understanding what drives you, your biases, your passions, and really get to know that. Right, right. And, and I, so you've somewhat alluded to this, but um, you had one of those impactful moments, right, Bill? Can you talk to us, you know, just a little bit about that so we can understand better what you're sharing when you talk about inner knowingness? Thank you, Marlo, and I'll tie it directly to why I stopped our questions and said uh, time and value. Uh, over 22 years ago, about 22 and a half years ago, my mom died. Suddenly in the hospital, she had a massive stroke, and my family and my sister's families were all there in the emergency room, and they said there's not much more they could do for her. Uh, you know, she'll die in a few hours, and, of course, obviously all of us were, you know, massively heartbroken at this moment, but we were mm-hmm. sent up to the uh, to the ICU, the intensive care unit, the family waiting room, and we were told to wait, and mom would be up, and we could be with her until she passed. And then five minutes go by, no mom. Ten, twenty, thirty minutes, no mom. Now, I'm, I'm waiting, Marlo, I'm waiting for my 
father to do something. He was there at the time, and, uh, but he's not a take-charge kind of guy. So finally, at 40 minutes, I went ballistic. I was a really terrible person. I kicked, I screamed, I cursed, but I got attention. And all the docs and nurses came around, and uh, the, the gist of what they said, they were very caring, they were very empathetic, they really were, but the gist of what they said is, oops, sorry, we screwed up, miscommunication. Your mom's been lost, essentially, for 40 minutes. Uh, wow. We didn't know to go get her. The you know the BICU people because it was a miscommunication between the I, I, ICU and the ER, and uh, I learned something super valuable in that moment. Not not in that moment. It took like a year of grieving after all of that. Mom did right. pass away a few few hours later, but I realized that that hospital stole forty of the last minutes that I would ever get with my mom. They didn't do it intentionally, but it was a breakdown in communication. So when we talk to each other about communication, it is far deeper than, you know, be clear, have smart objectives, get to the point, be on time. It's far deeper than that. Everything that you and I and every listener does, how we get our work done is we use a portion of, of somebody else's life. So I pulled together that aha to become my crucible moment, my mission. So what I do is I travel around the world teaching people how to create more value in, in a shorter amount of time. I'm trying to pay back my mom's legacy of what she taught me, that time and life are so precious. Wow. So, so all of that, that's what I mean by crucible moments and your inner knowingness. Know what truly drives you when you are asked to do stuff that is good for the company but you know is stupid. Should you really be doing that? Is that taking you away from your life's purpose? Be passionate about why you were put on the planet, not just when you sit around and think reflective thoughts, but every day when you're writing an email, when you're running a meeting, think about why are you here and draw upon that. And when the whole world is blowing up and being disruptive and, and changing things constantly, this will be one of your anchors that will keep you focused and steadfast. And what I'm calling in the book is, is titled is Future Strong. I love it. I love it. Okay, so what I'm hearing, and I'm sure that the people out there that are listening in this podcast, what I hear from you is a sense of calm simply by being present. Absolutely. Talk about that because I'm I'm pulling that out very clearly. Talk about being calm. It's an it's it's actually a dynamic duo. Mm. It's like uh, you know the yin and yang. It's the inner calmness that centers you through the chaos, and it's the ability. Just like we you know we talk about everyday heroes who leap into dangerous situations without thinking in the moment because it's, it's they're drawing upon something that's inside of themselves they just had to act whenever you ask that person who put themselves in in danger they go well I just had to do it wouldn't anybody um, it's that inner calm but it's also when it's time to act you're no longer just sitting there feel fearful or worried about being vulnerable, worrying about how you'll be perceived. You jump into action passionately. So it's a yin and yang of both inner calm and driven to act passionately. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Awesome stuff. Okay, so when we talk about time and value, um, you also have some real clarity on what you call the 1,440 minutes in a day. And you get to choose yours. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. It, it, 
again, going back to the earlier research in the earlier books, what I found was we, I, I was uh, you know, formally trained in a graduate degree about how people change, and I realized a lot of it was bunk. A lot of what's happening right now, that most of the theories were established in, you know, in the 50s or 60s or earlier, and what's happening right now is the most important number in business never gets talked about, and that is the number 1,440, and that is the number of minutes in a day. And what's happening with the information explosion, with communications changing, with all this technology available to us, more and more people are cramming more and more crap into our day every day, but the number of minutes in every day doesn't change. So what we have to do is be more aware of that no matter how much we push things, there are only 1,440 minutes every day. And your job is to make sure that you're using the best, you're maximizing that time so you do the best work you can within that time. Most of us give away too many of those minutes because of have-tos or supposed-tos. No, you were really put here on, a, on the planet for a purpose. Think about it. And when I, when I talk to especially uh, business audiences in their 30s or 40s or 50s, I ask them about, well, how are you doing with your kids and, at night? And most of them admit they're answering emails and doing business stuff when they should be paying attention to their kids. And we've got to stop that. We've got to pay attention to be, as you said, uh, Marlo, earlier, that be in the moment. We need mm. to understand what those 1440 every day really represent. Absolutely. Okay, so you are just such a genius. I love listening to you, and you're just you're so motivational. And as a motivational person already, I just am, I'm buying it what you're picking down here. So here's the thing: I'm hearing present, calm, choice. And when you and I have we've gotten to know each other, um, you've got a theory or a thought around three words a year. Do you right. want to jump into that? I mean, as I kind of as as I listen to you today, Bill, and I'm pulling out like. Just your sense of calm, and yet you're talking about being disruptive, right? And you're talking about being present and choice and, and drilling down the minutes. But what's, what's your thought on that? What, what's the three words a year mean to you? What I, what I try to do when I help people as, quote, unquote, Mr. Simplicity, I walk into situations that are just filled with so much we have to pay attention to. When everybody I meet with says, well, I have to do this, and 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 I listen, and then I go, No. You really need – that's reacting, reacting versus being proactive. You need to look as – you know, right now as we're recording this, we're at the end of one year, at the beginning of the next. I especially in the last quarter of a year or the beginning quarter of, of, of the new year, I ask people to focus on what three words will guide their following year, just three words. I know uh, friends of mine that are even simpler than me reduce it down to one, but that, that, that doesn't allow enough nuance. It's like three things, you know, allows you to cover family, health, uh, business. You, you're able to incorporate a whole bunch of things. And many people use these uh, words differently, but they constantly bring you back to throughout your year, what are you going to focus on? So I advise people to come up with those, if they can, by the beginning of the year and keep circling back to them about once a month, once every couple of months, and keep looking at them. 
and they will give you throughout the year those three words course corrections uh, you know so for example one of mine is is network that i've realized while we all live in a network society, my networks are not as broad or as deep as I would like them to be. So one of mine for 2017 is, even as networked as I am, is to broaden that and deepen it. So that's one of mine. Come up with three words that really drive your thinking. Check it every month or two. And then to really have long-term success, Marlo, what I also ask people to do is add on, what do you, answer this question. What do I want my legacy to be? Five years or more out. It doesn't have to be, you know, if you're in your 20s or 30s, it doesn't have to be when I die. Uh, but, it, it, you know, five years or more out, what legacy do you want to leave behind? And when I help people shape their year, I simplify it down to a one or two uh, sentence legacy and three words. And people find they are unbelievably able to manage an entire year because of that. It keeps them bringing back to, here's what I need to focus on in 2017. Here's what I need to focus on over the next five to ten years. And those two combined simplify an entire year. Oh, you are Mr. Simplicity. I love it. And here's the thing. You have such high energy, Bill, and you are very motivating. But obviously, you know, this is your gift. Mr. Simplicity, the way that you're able to extract down to, you know, making it just attainable and achievable. And like you said, you, I mean, it's, um, it's by choice. And a lot of this is like that inner self, right? How – right there, pick it up. You, you know what I'm going to well, ask. What I, what I want everybody to understand yeah. – thank you, Marlo, for those compliments. But when you say it's my gift, this has is, this is taken decades to hone. I want everybody to know I didn't start here. I started as an undergraduate in graphic design, and I worked as an art director and creative director at the New York Times and Time Life Publications and a whole bunch of other things. And when I, when I got this bug about organizational change and coaching, uh, and I went back for a degree in organizational development, an aspect of HR and psychology combined, it, it, it was like – you know, my, my, my design friends go, what the hell are you doing? This has nothing to do with what you were trained to. And it wasn't until a drunken stupor at a, at a graphic artist event where I finally realized my mission, my, what you called my gift, was I have always been able to make information easy to use and easy to understand. What I changed was my medium. I used to do it in graphics or in videos or in websites. Now, my media is people. I help people understand information. But what happened, I'll admit it took a drunken stupor. I didn't come naturally. <laughs> but what happened was I realized, and what I want all your listeners to know, is that your gift may not be articulated for a disruptive future right now. You may need to examine it and say, how do I extract what my gift was? In my sense, it was, in my situation, it was graphic design, and take it into a new situation, organizational change and leadership. I still use the gift that I was born with, and I've been focusing on this for uh, many decades. I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but I've been focusing on this my whole life. I just now know how to translate this into new environments. Oh, I love it. And so many people need that, Bill. And you know that. I mean, that's 
what you do every day, all day in business. So here is the thing as we're kind of coming to a close here. You talk about awareness. But the question I want to hear and the answer from you is, you know, is it your intuition and kind of your gut of like that drunken stupor, like you were on a different path. Were you intuitive in knowing which direction or were was it the accomplishment, Bill, that you achieved that gave you greater clarity? I, a great question, and I want to answer it slightly differently. It's not an either or, it's both. Go back Please. to the yin and yang example. Okay. The intuitive intuition in your gut is one half of it. The other is what Silicon uh, Valley calls fast uh, fail forward, and I use my gut. I go try it out. I screw up, okay? It, it, my I, and I tweak it, okay? My gut wasn't exactly right, but it was kind of eighty percent right. Or my gut was right, but it was only twenty percent right. I have to change it. So the other half of the yin and the yang, yang is uh, fail fast, fail forward. Use your gut, check it out, apply it, up. Tweak it because it didn't work and adjust it. So that's what I've been doing for over three decades uh, in this particular endeavor, in this portion of my life. Use your gut, fail forward, fail fast. I love it. Bill Jensen, Mr. Simplicity, out with the book, Future Strong, How to Work Unleashed. Lead boldly and live life your way. So to learn more about Bill, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to obtain his books, connect to his resources, and add him to your circle of influence. And, Bill, thank you so much for your time today. It's just been an absolute blessing. I love your energy. I know the people out there listening to this podcast do as well. So um, please, if you're out there and you're listening, we're going to invite you to share this podcast with others. And we thank Bill and um, his partnership today. Marlo Higgins is your host and your Chief Inspirational Officer. Thank you again and have an awesome rest of your day.